Logan and Rebel use an embarrassing amount of F-bombs. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. I'm your host, Logan Pyatt. I'm Rebel. Did that blow your eardrums out right there? Yeah, that was loud. I'm turned way down. Hmm. Boom. That is not way down. My voice booms. You're just a boomer, bud. I'm a boomer. You're not a boomer. Mm-mm. You're well, a millennial. I am. Yep. You're a one of the gens. So anywho, it's just me and Reb down here again this week. How you doing, bud? Doing good. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you, even though we hung out yesterday. Almost all of the day. That was one of the longest beef expeditions I've ever been on. Yeah, and I've got some beef with one of our Patreons about it. We got a beef. You want to go, go ahead and tell more beef? What's the beef? Well, you and I... More like, where's the beef? <laughs> a long way from where we're sitting. It felt like Magellan <laughs> looking for the golden, the sacred cow. Garrett Wood claims... I've got the best beefs, and it's all USDA approved, all this stuff. So Reb and I are like, "All right, yeah, let's uh, let's give this a shot. Let's get one. Yes, let's each buy half of Garrett's beef. Let's get Woods's meat." So we go to pick it up, and turns out it's like just south of Cheyenne, Wyoming, over by California, <laughs> just just east of California. I wonder if he has to stop halfway there when he's hauling them delicious beefs over there to like get new tires every time. Oh, I'm sure. And has to water them and feed them, make sure they're still alive. Yeah. And water and feed himself too. More than likely. Long trips. Stop and take a nap. Pack lunches. It. You and I didn't really screw around. We did stop and had a 45 minute hour lunch. Yeah, we did. We were gone for five hours. That is correct. <laughs> but I'm sure it's delicious beef. I am excited to try it. I mean, the the steaks and and stuff. It does have uh, high marbling. It's nice. It looks good. High marbling genetics. Yeah, it looks real good. Garrett prides himself on that. That's one of the few things he takes very seriously. That's the marbling. That's one of the few things. The marbling. Yes. Family. And marbling, I think. There's two things. You said a few things. We just have two. God, country, family, marbling. And then probably farming. Maybe. It's not as high as marbling. No. On the list. <laughs> no. I can't imagine that God, country, and family are as much as he talks about it. <clears throat> you people may not know, but when you get out there where these beefs are located... There's a little restaurant out there called Runza, and I was told it had the best burgers in the area. 
We didn't give it a chance. We didn't. We didn't want to give it a shot. I've eaten runs before. Tell them the story. So we were getting ready to leave, and I asked the lady, just a sweet gal who uh, worked at the processor and was loading, helping us get our beefs. Um, I said, "Hey, what would you say is the best burger? You know, within whatever." 10 miles. We're in a pretty decent-sized town, town of 15,000 people. Yeah. Where would you say is that gotta-get burger? She goes, <clears throat> honestly, I'd say it's Runza. <laughs> I said, oh. She goes, you know, because they're known for, like, the Runzas. But their burgers are the real deals. I said, okay, we'll probably do that then. We didn't do that. We did not do we that. We did not do that. No. we Runza made... does have a delicious burger, but that's not exactly what we were after. They're fine. We like to sample the local fare. Yeah. Went to a nice bar and restaurant. Big bar yeah. restaurant. But I thought the food was good. Which we can get into that later. We saw a lot of weirds going on, odds going on there. In that place? Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy in there I did not like. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, high fives. You farted <laughs> right on the waitress. But this is all stuff we'll cover on the other Bless side. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. It looked like she was peeling onions. Her eyes were watering. I didn't, well, it was just one of those bad situations. I didn't know she was going to walk up right then. Well, it doesn't matter. Who farts while we're eating? We were done. You're a pig. She came to pick up our all of our uh, plates. She about didn't make it out of there, bud. <laughs> she was definitely holding her breath. <laughs> you good? You guys okay? Anything else? <laughs> no, no, we're fine. And I'm like, I'll just sit in it. I'll stay. You go. Hey, I had to bask in your poop last week, so. That was at a house? Yeah. Not not at the table at the restaurant with our waitress. I feel there is a difference there, a separation. So you just don't fart in public? Never said that. I certainly try not to fart at the dinner table at a restaurant. Well, like I, I just can't imagine that's been taught at any. Like level. I said, we were done eating, and not to mention, I've read a. Uh, let me give this to you real fast. It's a quick fun fact. Would you mind if I told it to you? Well, it's probably my fun fact for the day. I doubt it. Is it about farting? Yes. Okay, then never mind. You get your fun facts the same place I get my fun facts, don't you? I have several sites, but yeah, I assume. Judging by we sometimes have the same ones, I say we overlap a bit. <laughs> Evidently. But, hey, before we forget. Before we go too far. Yeah, don't forget about our premium sponsorship. The big sponsor of the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Some would say the only sponsor. He is the only sponsor. The Diamond Club. Bum, bum, bum. Top tier shibe. Nope. Yeah, we should tell him. Who it is. It is Scheib Drainage. Scheib Drainage Products, excuse me, out of Oregon, Missouri. You want to tell them what they do? Ah, for all your field draining needs, your... Uh, for draining fields? Yep, your water control structures. In case you need your water controlled. You big shitters. Uh, they got the top of the line septic. Top of the line. It's the mean, best I've ever seen. For smalls to mediums to bigs to Taco Bell sized. And they're all reasonably priced. So for you tight asses, if you guys want, you can buy a septic tank. You can put it in the ground with a couple chairs, cut the top out of it, and use it as a duck pit. 
That is true. New market. Or. Yeah, that is a new market. <laughs> or if you're really tight, I'm sure they'd sell you a used septic system that you can cut the top <laughs> out of. Put a couple chairs in and put nose plugs in also. Um, we ran a little water through it. It should be fine. Fine, man. Fine. So, anywho, if you guys want to get a hold of Shibe Drainage Products in Oregon, Missouri, their number is 660-446-2343. Tell them that the boys from the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast sent you, and you will get 40% off. Disclaimer, that is not true. That's not true at all. Don't. <laughs> oh, God, his no. aunt would be so mad. <laughs> Dude, what? Who? Who told you what? Every time somebody calls, the phone just starts ringing off the hook, and they're like, okay, um... <clears throat> Big shits, and she's like, "What?" I was told if I use promo code Big Shits, I get this for forty percent off. Is this is this the right number? <laughs> Look, I don't know who in the hell this is, but you need to go. Hey, seriously, don't call them and say that. That was just a joke. That part was a joke. But if you guys do need any water control structures or septic needs at all, field draining tiles. Feel free to give them a holler. Shipe drainage. There isn't a bottom too soggy. Love it. What? No, that's that's your line, isn't it? You don't say. I got to come up with a, with a sponsor. I got to come up with a catch line. Oh, it would just disappoint too many people. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll tell them all about it on the other side. You farted on her, not on her, on her. She walked into my space. Well, she got too close to you and made eye contact, and that's the problem. And you're like, I'm gonna fart on you. <laughs> she couldn't quite hear you, so she leaned in. She's like, "What's that, sweetie?" <laughs> And she's like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Someone better hold me back. Did I ever tell you about the time Hallie and I went to a certain club together in St. Louis? Have I ever told that on here? Did you fart on her? No. Just remind me to tell the story. Let me write it down. Write down fart story with the old lady. <laughs> uh, Hallie and I went to visit my sister in St. Louis, and we... We went out for a night on the town, and I'll, I'll just I'll tell it on the other side. It's it's a really good story. You're gonna like it. <laughs> you just couldn't stop farting. It was one of those deals where gas just kept coming. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> you're on the dance floor, it's, and then pretty soon you're the only one left on the dance floor. <laughs> you're just out there in a fog of hell and misery. No, it's it's better than that. Good. I think you're gonna enjoy the story. Anywho, uh, speaking of dancing, you want to give them a little music? Thank you for that lovely tune. That funky music will drive us till the dawn. Let's go. Let's boogaloo till we puke. Hey, yeah. Let's give them a... Well, first, coming from Patreon, Daniel Solinger. He sent one in. I checked it out. Big bitch. He is big bitch. Uh, you know how we like fishing songs. Yeah, we love fishing songs. This is a new fishing song for Been us. out, down, we're out fishing. Been out, down, kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that how this one goes? No, it's a good song though. Uh Zach Aaron. Southeast Texas Trinity River Bottom Blues. Holy play that five times real fast. Southeast Trinity River Bottom Blues. Did I miss a word? Southeast Texas Trinity River Bottom Blues. His kind of people. Here jammers, Marshall Tucker lovers, probation evaders, roust abouters, carnival ride operators. Run of the mill, sons of bitches. 
He ain't praying for luck, he ain't praying for love. He's praying for a flathead on end of that jug. Catfish and okra on the stove for supper. He's getting tired of beans and butter. He's got them south, east, southeast Texas, Trinity River bottom blue. Okay, I'll write it down. Here we go. Wow, that good old fish song. That is a good old fish good song. Old fishing song. Yep. <laughs> so I, we do love. I got a cold beer waiting on me. We do love a good fishing song. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this week for my red dirt recommendation, I'm going with Tim Wilson, Booty Man. Look at that booty, show me the booty, give me the booty, I want the booty, back up the booty, I need the booty, I like the booty, oh what a booty, shaking that booty, I saw the booty, I want the booty, Lord what a booty, bring on the booty, give up the booty, loving the booty, round booty, down for the booty, I want the booty, hunting the booty, chasing the booty, casing the booty, getting the booty, beautiful booty, smoking booty, talk to the booty, more booty, fine booty. <laughs> is that as good as that sesame street band poop song you played yesterday <laughs> it's better i think it was embarrassing well you just heard tim wilson's booty man did you like it, it was very i didn't hear it i know I'm, I'm sorry to guff you chandler i've got a real one i just wanted to plug that one in because that song's so good but uh so this week for my red dirt recommendation i'm going that, with that wasn't it no tim wilson booty man i don't know if i've heard it or is that that one you're always, that dirty one you're always playing? That's the one where he goes, give me the booty, show me the yeah. booty, I want the booty, where is this? Just okay, the- that's not the dirty one I'm thinking of. That's that other guy you're always listening to. What other guy? Where every song is about him just doing the nastiest things. What? What are you talking about? That guy you always play. All his songs are just funny, dirty songs. Oh, Wheeler Walker Jr. No. I don't think it's Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, it is. He's usually eating stuff. Usually, and, it's just a and, song and you kicking put a, butts. Yeah, maybe it is him. I usually don't pay attention that much. But you don't like songs like that. Well, I mean, when I was younger, probably maybe when I was a little younger than you, a lot younger than you. Just good old trucking songs are funny. Oh, I'm not talking about good old trucking songs right now. What are you talking about? They're just puddles of poop songs. <laughs> just poopy puddles. You've been talking about poop and farts way too much. Grandpa always said, you uh, play too close to poop, I'm going to get on you. I I recall your grandpa actually saying that. So keep talking. So anywho, I'm sorry, Champler. This week for my actual Red Dirt recommendation, I'm going with Camp. That's C-A-A-M-P. And the song is called By and By. Most of it tongue-tied. I wish I'd had more time Listening to you speak your mind Now I'm thinking about every day On my mind a typical way Are you a life force? Thinking about every day On my mind a typical way Are you a life force? Now that is... A good lick. Mm-hmm. You know what camp stands for? Yes, but I'll let you say it. Consumes ample amounts of makers and paps. And you're like, that's like me. And I said, I told you, you don't drink paps. And then you were like, too bad it's not Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm like, that's right, bud. And then we had to cool you down a bit because you had <laughs> overheated yourself. Is that not what you said? Just your face when you said, do best not cam. Which I assume you were going for C-A-A-M-B. Yeah. Yeah. Bush light. No, I fully knew what you were trying to do. <laughs> okay. Just so Problem well. was, you had your veins popping out your forehead <laughs> when you were trying to work through it, and your eyes crossed a minute, and you were driving. I thought for sure something was going to pop up there, and I was going to have to grab the wheel. Oh, man. I got the gigs today. This isn't going to be good. Oh, no. Giggy boy. Uh, this week for my Red Dirt recommendation... This isn't really even Red Dirt, and the song's really old, but I just wanted to get it out there because it's super slow and depressing and so me. Is it time after time? Cindy Lauper. All right. Plug that in, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has had enough guff for a whole episode, and we're 10 minutes in. Good point. Uh, no, Sean Rowe, To Leave Something Behind. When all the water is gone, my job will be torn. And I'm just trying to leave something behind. Oh, money is free, but love costs more than our bread. In the ceiling, it's hard to reach. Oh, the future ahead is broken and red. I'm trying to leave something behind. I love this song so much. Sean Rose kind of red dirty, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's certainly not rock and roll. No, he's terrifying looking. He looks just like the clown off of. Uh, he's your alt country. He's alt country. House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, he looks like that clown. He can write a song. Yeah, he's got several good songs. The boy can write a song. But it's a lot. It's usually more in my wheelhouse. The slower, more powerful stuff. Great this song. Hope you check it out. Soldier song by Sean Rowe. It's oh, a good song too. Wow, wow. Yeah, just smack it till it's firm. It's a good song. Slamming the door a couple times. Yep. Oh yeah. I do it for the pain. You know, there was once a guy that told us kids he was trying to impress us that he rodeoed for the pain. Not even so much because he liked it at all when we asked him why he did it. I do it for the pain. He wasn't being serious, was he? Yeah. So what? I rodeo for the pain. I don't like this guy. I'm like, okay. Do I know him? No, you do not. Thank this God. This was back in the day, day. Which was a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm talking, shoot, 25 years ago. Oh, goodness. I was seven. Not saying you wasn't a tough bastard. All I'm saying is, if you're strictly rodeoing for the pain, there's other ways to get pain. There's other ways to get hurt. Yeah, I always that statement always stuck with me. I thought it was weird. Yeah, just have somebody drag you behind their car. I only do that for the pain. Yes, that would be one of the things you only do for the pain and to get where you're going. But mostly the pain. He probably did it a lot for the bulls and blood and the dust and mud and the roar of the Sunday crowd. Well, and Spurs and the Latigo. It was the white in his knuckles, the gold in his buckle. He'll win the next go around. Nope, but he just did it for the pain. 
Yep. You get it. I get it. All right, bud. What do we... There's uh, a bunch of funky good tunes. Tasty licks. All of it. Everything that I said is what it was. Rolled into one perfectly neat ball. Too bad it's not cam. Too bad it's not cam. <laughs> it's a silent bee rubble. <laughs> cool down, Brain. Cool down. Whoa, that was a rush. What was that I was feeling? I said, that's called thinking, Logan. <laughs> Holy macaroni. Wow. Do people do this often? I guess some do. Oh, goodness. That was fun. Let's roll in to the Evan Bartles two-at-a-time bourbon review and roll music. Okay, guys, we got uh, Evan Bartles on the line with us today. Evan, thank you so much for joining us. Man, thank you for calling me. How's everything going down in Nashville? It's going pretty good. Are you got actually- a shit ton of rain, and now the sun is finally out, so living good. Hey, we just got a boots-on-the-ground weather report. There we go. Yeah. We just covered another segment of the show. <laughs> Perfect. Didn't well, even have to do the stupid accents. No, that's great. Are you actually in Nashville, or do you live outside of Nashville? We used to live inside Nashville, and uh, when we first moved down here, we had a house in an area of town called Madison, and, uh, you know, it was kind of really hit or miss. You know, we had, how would you say it in a polite way, we had kind of the nicest house in a not great neighborhood that we were renting, and it was really block by block. Uh, no shit, there was a brutal murder about half a mile away from where we lived. Um, there was a lot of drive-by shootings. What I was once, <laughs> dude. I was once. Uh, I was once in a street fight while out on a run, and um, I was blindsided by a dude in a Tahoe. Fucked my back up for a week. My wife had to help me put my boots on. And you want to know something? I <laughs> yeah. called nine one one. I called nine one one four times to help me in this poor girl, and they never fucking came. Four hours later, they called me back, and they were like, do you still need somebody? And I was like, no, dude, you're too late. <laughs> did, did you so, survive? <laughs> I survived. I survived. After that, um, got my concealed carry, and we bought a house out west of Nashville in the country, where now, when we hear gunshots, it's just my neighbor Kyle, who's a fucking ex-Marine, sighting in one of his rifles, so... That's the kind of gunshots you want to hear from your back porch. You I would much saying? rather live by Kyle than I would your other neighbors. Kyle's and a bit of a this. cannon, but we love it. I don't want to talk shit because Nashville's a great city, and I love it a lot. Um, there's just better areas, and where we were living wasn't the best. Now, I'll say that. <laughs> Nashville's probably a great place to live. Not a great place for a guy like me to go visit. My wife and I went there a few years ago, and I think I've told this on here, but uh, she booked us a trip down there for five days, and we went out day one and got shit-faced with another couple and woke up the next day and we're like, oh, no, I don't know what else we're supposed to do other than go downtown and drink more. So we did that for five days straight. Yeah, that's the thing, man, is, you know, Nashville has a it has a reputation of like party music town. And that's all certainly well and good. You see a lot of bachelorette parties 
and that downtown Broadway circuit shit. But what I like about it is it's very, um, I don't know, there's just levels to it. You know what I mean? Like you get different levels of Nashville. For example, you might be downtown and you're at the bars or whatever and Kid Rock shows up at his own bar and you're like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Only in Nashville, right? And then, you know, maybe level five of that is you're in Franklin at a fucking fancy grocery store and you're like, holy shit, is that Miranda Lambert right now buying a bag of fucking green beans? You know what I mean? (laughs) There's levels to it and it's kind of like the longer you're here and the more you get ingrained in what's going on around town, the more, you know, cool shit you experience. Like I was out with a buddy one time, I think it was probably before I had even lived here. And, um, we were at a bar down in Midtown off music row. And he points out this old dude who is just like regular old fella. And he goes, Hey, you want to know something? That's George Strait's manager for like years. And I was like, how the fuck do you even know that? But, you know, it's just different levels of Nashville. You just, you know, level one is coming and getting really fucked up on Broadway. But I will tell you, there's better things. You just got to be uh, here and dig a little. Logan's never going to get past level one. You could have told me this years ago, Evan, instead of me just getting fucked up on Broadway. Dude, I didn't know. The first time The first time I came here, you know, on tour, I didn't even, I didn't even get fucked up on Broadway. I, cu- I couldn't even afford it. I got fucked up in some shithole bar that i don't even know what it was called and i got a great song out of that but that's a different story for a different time are you um, are you currently drunk right now evan no man i haven't had a drink in going on three years well congratulations good for i've you. been uh thank you it's mainly i went on this uh when we had our first son i had been you know just when you're out playing and stuff, you're playing three, four nights a week and you're having four or five drinks a night. And the next thing you know, you're just gained a lot of weight. And I was a smoker. I was a pretty heavy smoker. So I'd go out and I'd have a couple of drinks. And before you know it, I'd smoke a pack of cigarettes in one night. And so when we had our first son, I was like, well, I got to quit the smoking. Otherwise I won't be able to keep singing. And so, uh, yeah, the easiest way for me to quit smoking was just to quit drinking and I don't know, I'll probably dip my toes back into a nice glass of wine or something the next time I see Logan, if he gives me a foot rub or something. We'll see how it goes. I'd be, I'd be happy, to, happy to give you a foot rub if you have a glass of wine with me. I'll even pick out a nice bottle. The reason I Praise ask, God. cheers to your sobriety, uh, I think you might be the first guest we've ever had that isn't drunk or well on their way to getting drunk very quickly. (laughs) Almost 70 episodes. You're the very first one. So congratulations. Congratulations. Well, here's the thing, you guys, you are who your friends are. So if I stay on the phone long enough, I'll probably have to pop into a liquor store and buy a handle of fucking Jack Daniels. We don't want to hear you roll off the wagon, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) He imagine he talks to us for 15 minutes. He's like, fuck it. I got to go have a drink. Yeah, no shit. Right. Dude. To dip. That's how it happens. To dip into the music side, you have an album. Uh, just released was that last friday yeah 17th yep. just came last friday on the 17th do you want to tell you guys the people, did your research uh, well and we're also fans do you want to tell the Amazing. people about that a little bit yeah so i just dropped it's my second full-length album my third official release as it were and it's um the record called lonesome that i wrote oh over the course of a 
maybe two year period and it just came out, but the process of actually recording it, that took some time. And it's my first uh, Nashville record where I played with, you know, legendary Nashville session musicians, which you don't think they're going to, you know, you hear stories about like guys that just go and kill it on the first take. Yeah. Um, but it's seeing it happen in person is, I mean, it's unreal, man. We recorded the record live on the floor. So like I was playing with the band and here's how it went down. My producer, this cat named Ryan Hewitt, who is insane. Um, I mean, dudes won, he won a Grammy for making stadium Arcadium with the red heart hot chili peppers you know what i mean like he's top level engineer producer and he's also a really fucking cool dude and we got to be friends when he agreed to make this album and so he was kind of steering the ship and we were working out of this studio here in nashville called the sound emporium which this is a place that you know jason isbel has recorded in there Shit, Taylor Swift has recorded in there. You name. You had me at Jason Isbell long before Taylor Swift. I like the first one better, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just using those as a wide variety of examples of, like, just A-list talent, you know, has recorded in there. Our first session when we were in there, we were in Studio B, and across the studio in Studio A was um, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss working on new music. And they told me that, and I was like, what the fuck? Somebody's going to find out I'm here, and they're going to kick me out of this place. You know what I mean? They seem to have a uh, lot of chemistry. Is there any chance, do you think, that they've had sex? Here's here's my thing, is whether, (laughs) whether a pair of people have or have not performed sexual relations with each other, it's almost hard not to imagine like i'm as soon as i see logan pop up on my phone i assume that whoever he's with you two have had sex you know what i mean it's like it's hard (laughs) when you when you get a when you get a dynamic duo like that i don't care if it's fucking scooby and shaggy you know what i mean it's like when you have people with undeniable chemistry you know whether they fuck scoob or not he's the bottom no, 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 no. Other way around there, champ. Oh, Scooby. Scooby's fucking shaggy. That makes way more Bro, sense. Yeah. Scoob, Scoob fucks. He don't give fucks. <laughs> Scoob fucks for sure. You know, Scoob fucks hard. But you know what I'm saying? Is it's like the chemistry there is there's fucking, there's just sex in the air because it's this energy of two people being connected in the soul, which I will say when you walk into a room like Sound Emporium, you connect with this I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just like all the vibrations that have happened in there and the walls retain some of that. But it, you just walk in there and you're like, holy shit, this is... I mean, I had the conversation with my brother, Logan, who plays bass for me uh, for live stuff. He was hanging out at some of those sessions just watching. And I was like, man, you know what? Whether these records ever do something or not, like we're fucking here doing it and nobody can ever take that away like being in this room where all these guys were and all these people were making music you know that's the fucking point people liking it or buying albums that's all secondary but 
actually getting to do there and be part of the process and be part of the history of music being made in Nashville is just, it's fucking heavy and it's really, really cool. So that's a great philosophy on that. Yeah. I think that you can hear it in the record too, because Ryan's such a talented engineer that there's just so much space in the recordings. You know, when you're listening, you can hear like the air moving off of the piano hammers hitting the strings. You know what I mean? There's just, it feels like you're in the room listening. And that's why we were super intentional with cutting as much of it as a live band as possible. And, um, it turned out really fucking great, man. If I do say so myself, that's like, one thing objectively good. That's one thing I love about this album is I noticed, I mean, it's got just as much like pain and angst and everything in it. Like a lot of your other songs, but it's like almost like, you know, you brought something different to the table this time. And that's I, powerful. I, it really is. When, whenever you posted that video on Instagram of you singing shotgun, not, yeah. not trying to sound like a fanboy, but I did get chills on that deal. Well, you know what my thing is? I felt like you were mad one, at me. <laughs> it was it was supposed to, especially with that video, is because, you know, people will say like, oh, why don't you play a happy song? Or why is this a sad song? And it's that's too surface level of emotions. I want everything. I want all of it. Like, you listen to a song like Shotgun, and yeah, if you're scratching the surface, there's a lot of pain or angst or whatever in that song but i mean if you take it as a whole it's about surviving a suicide attempt and what i really wanted to capture in that song was you know there's that line that says thanking god for bad primers with good timing and it's like that's a great fucking line that moment is an opportunity at a new life and to me, that's joyous. You know what I mean? Is it's like I wanted to capture a full spectrum of human emotion throughout these things. So like with that video you're referencing, where it's just that static shot straight on, is I got the idea for that because I read about I read about an exercise that they use in couples therapy called tantric eye gazing, where it's apparently very uncomfortable to keep prolonged eye contact with somebody. It's a fact, yeah. Yeah. Because you always so get hard. Thought, yeah. Hey, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> you know, people's reasons differ. But that was the idea. It was, it was like, I want, I want it to be an uncomfortable video. I want it to be hard to watch. I want you to feel like you're seeing something that you shouldn't like it should be it should feel confrontational because it's fucking intense you know and it's like i don't know man why not you know what i mean why not do something intense like that i mean what the fuck else is the point of doing anything if you're not gonna try to do something that a nobody else has done and b something that can hopefully do good for people I've had people email in to the website and stuff. And just the other day, a guy sent my publicist an email where he was talking about how he was an alcoholic and his wife had left him. And for like a long period of time, he would fall asleep with like 
just passed out drunk with a gun and one night he stuck it in his mouth and pulled the trigger and it was just like in the song it the bullet didn't go off and you know there's people telling stories like this and i think that has value because when you look at a conversation about suicide it's if i know myself a couple people who i was close to that killed themselves and I know a lot of people who have considered it. And the thing is, is nobody fucking talks about that, especially like where we're from in rural America. And it affects, you know, it's something like 75% of suicides are from men. And I don't know. It just felt like something that is like, man, I'm going to write about this in a way that people who have dealt with it themselves go, okay, this feels like this person genuinely understands this and is not just like bullshitting me. Like I really fucking get where you're coming from. I feel you. And then on the other hand, people who have never fucking been faced with it or don't think it's as serious because they've never had it happen to them. I wanted to, in a very, very forward way, say like, this is the reality that a lot of people go through on a daily basis and they will never tell you about it. So I'm going to say it's right here and I'm going to make you fucking look at it whether you want to or not. Yeah. That was my philosophy. Well, that's a good one to have and that's powerful shit. And you're exactly right. There's such a stigma, especially with males, that you're supposed to just be tough and suck it up. And a lot of them don't talk about it and then... Well, we see where that ends up sometimes. Yep. So many people don't know what kind of struggles other people are having. So kudos oh, to you. Oh, yeah, man. Well, well I, I just wanted to do something that felt like it mattered. So, well, I don't know. I'd say with this album, you nailed it. I haven't talked to anybody yet who hasn't listened to it and said, Jesus Christ, Evan fucking killed it this time. I mean, I think, I think everybody is in love with this one. I'd say you nailed it. The way you Thanks, put man. your heart and soul into your lyrics and... You know, I'm a bit of a singer-songwriter myself. I'll send you my mixtape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> first part was true. Second is not. Um, but the way you do that, it comes across awesome. And it makes me lead into my next question. You sing songs that mean something and make people feel something and, you know, tell a story or whatever you want to phrase it. What's your take on the current state of the music in the, you know, the city you currently reside? The stuff, if you turn on your radio and you hear just bullshit diarrhea pounding your head. Well, I think there's a lot of, you know, it kind of goes back to the activities in Nashville. There's a lot of levels to the songwriting, too. And I think that the most important thing is to look at the intention behind the songs. You know, because there's a lot of shit on the radio where it, it is what it is, you know, it's just meant to fill time or sell ads based on the radio or take people out of their fucking, you know, not everything has to be a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, right. sometimes you just want to watch a fucking episode of the Simpsons or whatever, and just veg out and not really have to think about something. And that's all fine and dandy. Um, and then there's a couple people around town that are, you know, on the radio that in my opinion are writing really good shit like just really clever country songs i'll tell you like guys like hardy 
I don't know if you listen to any of his songs that he puts out as an artist or cuts that he has on other people. Like he's done a lot of Morgan Wallen songs and you know, there's, it's very fashionable for people to talk shit about Morgan Wallen right now. Personally, I think he's insanely talented. Got a bunch of songs, got a bunch of problems, just like the rest of us. Surprise, surprise. But there's a bunch of good shit coming out. And I think the most important thing is celebrate what's good. You know what I mean? And then also realize that there's different things that are good. You know, music is subjective to people, but I do think there's things that are like objectively good. Now, when you got guys like, I don't know if y'all have heard some of, you know, um, Keith Urban's new shit or whatever, where it seems like it's just a goddamn cash grab to whatever's popular on like, crossover pop album and you're like jesus why are you making this i just heard a toby keith song the other day that i think was written by like Marin morris four years ago and it sounds it sounds like toby keith is singing a song from a 20 year old white nashville woo girl on broadway and you're like what the fuck are you doing toby keith like why are you making this kind of music when he released a song a few years ago that I don't know if you guys ever heard it, but he put out a song called Don't Let the Old Man In. And it's a brilliant song. And it's like, if you have the capacity to make that, why are you making this shit? You know, I think there's this, there's this gross um, commercialization, if that's the word. Yeah, no doubt. In, in, in everything, though, you know, country music, pop music fucking television where people are like this is what's gonna sell this is what's gonna play and it's like i call bullshit on that man because if if i'm putting out a song as an independent artist with like a relatively small following and i'm putting out a song like shotgun and that's connecting at the level it does especially after all this shit with the covid shutdowns and i just think people are hungry for real And I think at the end of the day, that's what lasts. You know, somebody might put out some bullshit song that, yeah, they fucking play it on radio a million times and it gets a number one. And you know what? A year later, everybody's forgot that goddamn song. But Guy Clark never goes out of style. You know what I mean? It's like good shit. Cream rises and it stays relevant. And I think that's what Reb was getting at, because it seems like just whenever I was in Nashville, I could walk into nudies and listen to somebody singing a Toby Keith cover, but I would rather go listen to the homeless guy beat on buckets, you know, because it seemed like he had more talent that... Well, he had more to say, and he wasn't just pandering to the level oneers. Yeah, exactly. So, Well, that's the thing, man, is, you know, fucking say more but speak less that's what i that's what i vote for is like be intentional with what you're consuming as a listener and i mean that goes for myself too the shit that i listen to is wide and varied i listen to a lot of rock and i listen to a shit ton of hip-hop but it's like here here i just want to listen to people who are writing music that's that means something that has substance to it. And it doesn't have to be something that directly correlates with me and how I live my life and my ideas. You know, I want to be challenged by music, but I want, I want to believe whoever I'm listening to. 
And that's not the case with a lot of people who are really fucking popular. Yeah, right you now. don't you don't just have to you know it doesn't just have to pertain to you. I've got every Tupac song he ever recorded on my phone. And I, him and I have lived very separate lives, but it gets frustrating as a consumer who likes country, and I too like all genres of music. But if you turn on your free radio, all you hear is just the same. Ninety percent of it's trash to me. They don't. Yeah. They don't put any play on guys like you and many others like you that make real songs write your own songs uh that speak a you know a real truth instead it's just all the same stuff with studio beats and singing about a beer and a tailgate and some pretty girl yeah but what else do you hear on those radio stations probably more than music is fucking advertisements, bro. Yeah. Commercials. Everything's commercials. That's why they want you to listen to radio, is so that you can hear somebody selling you some shit, and then they'll sprinkle in the most white bread, least offensive thing between with music. You know, it's just selling ad space. It seems to me on radio these days. That's why we shoot the satellite. <laughs> that's why yeah, we just, man. Yeah. Well, I think that's why I think that's why things like satellite radio or you know why streaming is such a big thing yeah. is because look at the numbers that independent people are putting up on their streaming. I mean, Cody Jinks just got a fucking platinum record, and he's probably maybe been played on a couple independent or AAA radio stations around, but he's got no major airplay. I just no saw him label, Sunday night in Oklahoma. Platinum record. Yeah, Did you really? Were you a born ass. and raised fest? I was at born and raised fest. We got down there Friday early afternoon and left Monday morning, and uh, my brain is still mush from it. Sick. I heard that that was a great festival. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Cawthon and Cody Jinx got up and sang Saddle together. It was it was mind blowing. It was just, it's great to, to get to a festival like that and just hear, you know, a collab of all the music that you actually like to listen to. And there's 25, 30,000 people there that are like minded like you that just want to hear the same thing. They just want to hear good music. Well, stuff like that just goes to show you what real people actually want to hear. Like, can you imagine? I, I would bet my life my life savings, which is like 50 bucks, but I would bet it either way that if they started playing the music that people actually want to hear, like if you had a country radio station that was playing Cody Jinx, I, I bet that their ratings would go through the roof. Oh, I think you get you down to Texas. I mean? That's, you know, that's what they play. You know, you get down well, there yeah, and, and red look dirt at, country. look at, look at Texas, music fans like everybody talks about the fucking music scene in texas how they're so supportive and it's like well that's because they listen to the shit that they like and they go support it and the radio supports it and plays it and the venues fucking pay artists to come play there and they build each other up and then you get out you know in different markets or whatever and you just don't see the same thing you see, you know, whatever whatever the corporate radio is being paid to play, they're playing that, and it's like, okay, cool, but there's all these other great bands around there that aren't getting radio support, except from smaller, you know, community stations that is great and is super valuable, but they just don't have the they don't have the reach of the larger stations. Where it's like if you had those bigger radio stations, even if they just did a couple hour segments, you know, a couple times a week and they were playing, you know, Cody Jinx and Paul Cawthon and guys like that. 
dude, Big people no. would actually start listening to the radio again. I think you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, real quick, you had mentioned the pandemic earlier. Uh, how devastating was that to, you know, independent artists such as yourself, where I assume a good portion of your money made music wise is on the road, wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when it completely shut everything down, I don't know if a lot of, I mean, everyone thinks of the restaurants and stuff like that, but man, traveling artists, it had to have been tough, right? Yeah. Yeah, I lost I lost everything. I had to uh I had to go to work, man. Fucking building houses and doing construction, you know, cuz I got kids and a mortgage and a truck payment and it's like I lost dude in in a week when that covid was really started coming out. I lost like 30 grand in bookings. It within a week just canceled, 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 canceled. You know, that's just most, insane. Uh, yeah. And that was like, uh, you know, that's most of what I was going to make off of touring that year, like off of guarantees for festival appearances or whatever, right. just like gone, you know? And it's like, fuck, well, what do you, and you just have to pivot. Cause it's like not failing isn't an option, you know, when you have a family that's counting on you. Exactly. So it's just, well, I got to figure out something and, I always heard if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. So I just relied on being tough and going to work. So, well, if you hadn't bought that fancy house out in the country and would have stayed in the ghetto, well, God damn it, you know, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. But here's the thing, man. Um, I'll I'll say this: as I didn't get no fucking government money, you know what I mean. I knew guys that, you know, God bless them, when they weren't touring, their backup gig was bartending, and so touring shot. But then so is bartending and they were able to get on, you know, unemployment or whatever. Shit, they were making more money on that than they ever were playing music or bartending. Yeah, no and doubt. I was like, I don't know. And that's part of the big problem we've we've got ourselves into now is a lot of people don't want to go back to work just because, you know, they sat at home and got checks for so mm -hmm. long. The reason well, I bring it say. up the reason I bring it up is not to <laughs> Not to bring up a bunch of bad memories about the pandemic. Hopefully things are getting back for all you traveling artists. But just to make our listeners uh, aware that smaller artists that don't have huge contracts and can take a year or two off, it's very important to go and download their music so they can actually and go see the shows so they can actually ben oh, yeah. benefit from the, the product they're putting out there. It's hugely important because I know, you know, personally – I know a lot of people that, you know, most of us on an independent level, you're operating with a skeleton crew on a shoestring budget. And so I was lucky that I could fall back on, you know, a construction background and have contractor buddies that were like, yeah, come work, you know, but guys and gals that couldn't do that, they had to quit playing music. You know, it was like they were all, people are already at their fucking, it's such a frayed rope just trying to do anything when everything's good. And then there's no shows and there's no nothing. And you're like, shit, you know, people just, people got fucked, man. Hey, and they lost frayed, their careers. Frayed rope would be a great song title. And, uh, you could, you could build a hell of a song about what everybody went through from the musician side. Yeah, man. 
I'll uh, put you down you're, as a co-writer. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I have done my piece. <laughs> That's one of the great things about you, though. I mean, you're uh, you're so humble. Whenever I first met you, whenever you came up and played that show in Rockport, and, yeah. and uh, I was so excited to have you up here, and me and my buddy Kurt, we backed a couple flatbed trailers next to each other and got everything set up, and I was like, oh, God, you know, I hope... I hope this is okay. And you just showed up. You're like, fuck yeah, man, this is going to be great. And you were so excited to get up there. And and I'll, I'll never forget that. It was, it was a great well, experience. It was great, too. It was fun as shit. Yeah, and you fucking jammed all night. And next, everybody got wasted and had a great time. Next time you're here, we'll have three, four times the amount of people, too. Yeah, because COVID was just kind of starting then. Yep, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, you were, you were like the uh, – <laughs> hold on one second here. I got some rain coming. Yeah, some rain starting on me, but um, no, you were like the one, I think you were maybe the only, I think I played your show that you had us out for, and I did one or two at Bucks that whole year, and literally everything else canceled. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I will say God bless Buck Bennett, because between you and him, I mean, shit. That's what got me through the summer that year. You know what I mean? Is just a couple shows, but it goes to show you. You know when when you go play a show, and if if I can get even, you know, ten people, ten twenty people to buy a shirt and a CD or a koozie or a sticker or whatever when you're playing a show, I mean that's that's literally the difference between making groceries or not you know what i mean absolutely that's a great point it it really um it matters it matters when people listen and they're like fuck this is good i'm gonna go tell somebody about this i'm gonna play this for somebody or i'm gonna order a cd or a shirt like it's it's one of those things where people might think like ah it doesn't really matter you know but that's that's what matters more than anything because that's how it fucking works is if you want to make it in a business as a songwriter it's it's all about the people who are listening to you and supporting you in a you know in a visceral way and having people put on shows and then come to shows and buy a piece of merch fucking throw a dollar in the tip jar all of it counts it's it's it all counts. You know what I mean? That's how guys like Cody Jinks get a platinum record because somebody heard one of his songs and then told a friend and then that friend told a friend and so on and so forth. You know, Cody Jinks actually got his start on this podcast. So I'd say you're well on your way now. <laughs> well, praise God. That's what I'll say about that. Someday down at the I'm studio in, in Nashville, they'll be saying Evan Bartles recorded here. And some, yeah. someone else would be shitting their pants. That's exactly right. You never know. I mean, it'd be cool. We're all still young-ish, you know, young enough. All where, you have to keep, or all you have to do is just keep doing exactly what you're doing, bud. You keep fucking cranking out music like that, and there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to hear you all over the radio. I appreciate it, man. My philosophy has always just been like, just don't stop. It's you know. That's what my wife always says. It's. Yeah, I'm sure. So she tells me. My wife? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Should I not have said that? We'll just beep it we out. We can edit that out, right? <laughs> he'll make our he'll make Chandler edit it out. Dude, I'm Evan just, Bartle's fucking I'm your just wife. Saying, 
<laughs> that dude how would that be for a merch shirt evan bartles fucked my wife i guarantee you <laughs> would sell yeah. i promise dude, my wife would be like no we're not selling those what if you sold fifty thousand dollars worth of t-shirts she'd be like do it <laughs> make all the <laughs> sizes do it well we've kept enough of your time but before we let you go i do have a couple fun questions for you all right hit me okay uh we always do a pop quiz on this show, so I wanted to do one for you. Okay. Pop quiz! Pop quiz! All right. Now, pretend you're not married or have children. Would you do one yeah. porn that's going to get released if it meant you could make music as long as you wanted and make as much as you wanted doing it your way? But you have to release one pornographic movie to the masses. Would you oh, do yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's a porn star. Evan, no, dude, you've met Evan Bartles. He's like 6'3", I'm not saying the movies wouldn't sell. Dude's got a hammer, <laughs> like, I'm sure. Dude, yeah, he's not. Bro, I'll, I'll even grow a mustache for it. <laughs> there we go. You'd have to, for sure. Uh, Why not? Uh, and then, so you got the looks. We've seen you. You're handsome. You've got the, uh, obviously, the voice. Did you give him a reach around, Rip? Well... I can't exactly touch him. He's too far away. Good point. Uh, I'll drive up. Do you ever have any <laughs> any kind of psycho women that like, you know, try and touch it when you get off stage or anything? You're like, hey, back the fuck up. Do you ever have any overzealous fans? I have in the past, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah. You, you don't have to elaborate yeah, on it if you don't like to. <laughs> This out when we're not recording, I will tell you. <laughs> that's fair enough. But yes, that's happened. All right. Do you have anything, Logan? Or we should we You know, kind of, I we kind of kept him a lot longer when we were going to. Yeah, it. sorry for taking up so much of your time, Evan. Uh do you want to uh, tell them care. what your website is so they can go and, and buy some merch? Yes. Website evanbartles.com. E-V-A-N-B-A-R-T-E-L-S dot com and you um, follow me on instagram and shit too oh yeah give them a follow absolutely and your album's up on itunes i mean it's everywhere isn't it definitely on amazon it's everywhere it's on itunes it's on amazon it's on apple music spotify it's on title it's on deezer we got it set up so that if they make a new streaming service it automatically gets uploaded so it's literally everywhere and we got some badass music videos on youtube if you want to i'll tell you that's that's something that really helps out too is people subscribing to youtube and following on spotify and that sort of stuff man it all counts it all helps Hell yes. we're gonna try and get our cult to do whatever we can to help you and other artists like you that's why we do that we've already done your el camino on here plus you obviously do the bourbon deal for us uh but we're going to try and do what we can to have them keep supporting. And if you guys haven't watched his uh, shotgun video on his Instagram yet, I suggest you go do that. Powerful. Yeah. Amazing. We got that on Instagram and on YouTube, so you can see it multiple places. Well, excellent. Well, well, I guess you're the guy to ask since I have you real quick. Is there any chance you're going to release any vinyl? I've been on your store, and vinyl's getting big right now. Do you have any plans of uh, vinyl offerings yeah, we're planning on it. We we were hoping to actually have it upon the album release, but 
all the vinyl production is very backed up right now. Oh, okay. So we're kind of hoping that if it all works out, we'll be able to get some in time for like Christmas, New Year's ballpark. But we've, we've hit up a few companies and some of them are like, they're like, yeah, but we're six months backed up. So it's a, the pandemic shit fucked up a lot of stuff like that where it's just timelines. So we'll see. In the meantime, you can stream it and we got CDs that are kind of like vinyl records. Just smaller. I don't know. And just shinier. Smaller. They're a little shinier too. It's perfect. Play them in your car. That's right. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, do you want to do us a huge favor, Evan? Yes. I need a drink, bud. I need a drink too. Would you lead us into your, uh, your bourbon review? I will. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the Evan Bartles two at a time bourbon review starting right fucking now. Perfect. Thank you so Was much. That pretty Evan. good. Oh, no, dude, you nailed it. We might just start using that every time. <laughs> you nailed We're it. We're going to clip there that. There you go. All right, there you go. Sign me up for a royalty. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much again. I do appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure you and I will be in contact soon. Are you planning on playing Bucks anytime soon? Uh, I got to call him. I'd like to get up there this fall if it works out. So I don't know. I'll have to see when uh, duck season is. Maybe I'll come up and kill some birds with you. You're welcome anytime. Go play a show at Bucks. If you ever need anything from us, you, I mean, don't ever hesitate to give us a holler. Well, I appreciate you guys. You bet. Thanks, yeah, appreciate Amigo. It, bud. Take Thanks. care. All right. Y'all boys be good. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the Evan Bartles two-at-a-time bourbon review starting right fucking now. And I take them two at a time. What we got today, bud? Okay, bud. Uh, this bottle was sent to us by our friend of the podcast, Jacob Pulliam. Pulliam? I, gosh. We need to... It was a wee... Well, what do you think it is? What's this day <laughs> What is this booze? <laughs> I think it's Jacob Pulliam. Okay. But uh, Jacob sent us a bottle of Old Granddad High Rye Mashville Bonded Kate Straight Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey. Ooh, a little bonded, uh, bottled and bond? Yeah, don't you like a little bondage? Oh, yeah. Yes. Do you really? You like to be tied up? Oh, no. I like bourbon that is B.I.B. But you see, you don't you like... You down with B.I.B.? Yeah, you know me. Right. But you don't like to be tied up at all? No. Never. I don't either. I was just asking. How powerless? What kind of simp? Oh, yeah. You'd be way too vulnerable. They could do anything. Exactly. Twist. Because you're tied up. Yeah, I, I understand the premise. What if it just turns into screaming mean words at you while giving you purple nurples? <laughs> what would be so fun about that? They're like, oh, no. It's like junior high all over again. You're terrible in bed and you're a piece of crap. Purple nerped. And they're like, no, this is not what I thought was going to happen. Why am I hard, though? <laughs> and then you're tied to the bed, and you just can't do anything. So Old Granddad, Bonded is distilled under the requirements of the Century of Bottled and Bond Act. Oh, okay, so I don't know I really need to read all this. But it is bottled at exactly 100 proof. So let's give her a shot. What do you say? As all bottled and bonded bourbons have to be. Exactly 100 proof? Really? They have to be a hundred, a minimum of a hundred proof. 
a minimum of 100 proof. This one's exactly 100 proof. Maybe a maximum, too. I think all BIBs are just 100 proof. They have to be a minimum and a maximum. Wouldn't it be easier just to say they have to be 100 proof? Well, I can't swear to the maximum part, but I know they have to be a minimum of 100 proof. Well, it doesn't matter because we're never going to be able to drink this. Usually, you open the top before we get on here. And usually, people pull over to the side of the road. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Okay. This is fun, though. While we're waiting, I guess, I didn't tell you, I brought Death Nut Level 5 for you today. Is that true? Yeah, are you ready? Where? It's in my pocket. No, it's not. No, I didn't bring it. Good, because I don't think I was going to eat it anyways. I don't think you would have. Have you guys done it yet? Nope, not five. I'm still waiting. What are you waiting for? I'm the holdout. It just never seems like a good time where I want to be burning for the next 10 to 15 minutes and then possibly pooping in my pants. I saw your boy last night briefly. He was a real treat. He is a treat always. Oh, well, not always. I go, hey, Ryder. He goes, hey, Logan. Heard you're a real pussy on the Death Nut Challenge. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I suppose so. He goes, also, no way you're beating me in any video games. I'm like, okay, my, me and my prime versus you and your prime, I'm taking you in Call of Duty. He goes, you're such an idiot. I'm like, you are such your father's son. Anywho, bottled and bond. Here we go. He's a, he's a real <laughs> grab. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He is cool. I like him. I guess I'll give a quick shout out to him. Uh... And all the little junior J's, we had a, our first junior high football game this past week because our first one got canceled due to the other team not having the numbers because of COVID. Yeah. So this was our first week, our first game against our county rivals. And the little junior J's came out on top, did a good job. Yeah, I heard So it was congratulations. Heard it was pretty one sided. Yeah, it was. Which, I mean, sometimes that can happen. And your son. Oh, and the boy who gets to play a little fullback this year, even though he's real big. He's the fridge. He's I hadn't seen him in a while. That boy's slimmed down. He's like 6'2". He looks good. He's 13. He's not 6'2". <laughs> he's way he's, taller than me. <laughs> he is taller than you. He's probably pushing six foot, though. He's probably six foot, six one. Engineer high, he's gonna be a big kid. Hit of growth spurt, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, he gets to play some fullback because they want that. Because uh, he has good feet and moves well and hits really hard, and so he leads the way. And he got the uh, ball a couple times. One of them he broke loose for thirty, forty yard touchdown. So he's got wheels. Yeah, he's pretty fast for his size. I'll be damned. This could really be something. What? Maybe he could. Oh, good. No. Why? No. No. Oh, well, that's nice of you. Well, you just don't want to get him too cocky too young. Well, I He did a good job. He's he not, had plenty of room for improvement. He's I not listening to us right now, but if he's that big and strong. We're on the free side. We don't know who's listening. And fast. He can't be like, Dad, do you think I have a chance to maybe go to the next level? And you go, <laughs> no. oh, God, no. No, no. Have you seen you play? <laughs> Here, let's watch film. Look at this. No, uh, football could take him as far as he wants it to because hard as he wants to work at it. Follow your dreams. Yes. Okay, I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. Anyway, good job, Junior Jays. And good job, EA Wolves. And good job, EA Wolves. That is true. A lot of young men out on that field battling it out. Yes. It was good to see my hometown come out victorious this year. That was the opposite case last year, just the way it goes. Sports. 
big rivalry though. Mm, oh, yeah. to go, guys. <laughs> All right, we're getting a nose here. Hmm. Light, citrusy, sweet. I'm getting some banana. Man, I'm getting more citrus, more zest. Hmm. It's a pleasant nose. It really is. It's like uh, you walk into the kitchen and grandma's juice and lemons. <laughs> like she's actually. Seems very citrusy on the nose to me. Like your grandma's actually in there juice and lemons or. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I've never once walked into the kitchen and my grandma was juicing a lemon. Maybe a little cotton candy in there. You're at a carnival and a crazy-eyed guy who's making your cotton candy is also juicing lemons. I've got a story about a crazy-eyed person later, too. While drinking bourbon. I was drinking bourbon. Hmm. A lot of peanut. Holy macaroni. Yep. A lot of peanut. That's or peanut butter. I mean, that's... It's pretty thick. That's peanutty. Oily, coats the tongue well. A uh, little bit of spice, black pepperish on the back of the tongue. Maybe cinnamon. For sure. Um, hang on, let me get a little sip. That really does help if you chew it. You notice that? The Kentucky Chew. The Kentucky Chew, as PV always says. Man, that's heavy on peanut. Very peanutty, which is right in my wheelhouse. It's still somewhat sweet. Is it? Well, I mean, it's not near as sweet as I thought it was going to be off the nose. I get a little bit of sweet. I get uh, I get tobacco. Peanut and tobacco. I'm just getting a lot of peanut, a little floral, uh, some greener notes, a little bit of hay. You getting that black peppery? Uh, for sure, the spice, yeah. Yep. You covered black pepper in the back. Man, I'm not getting a lot of sweetness, though, and the citrus has certainly been muted. Muted some. This is more like of a, a savory bourbon. I can say this is more like a vasectomy. Yeah, this is like a vasectomy <laughs> bourbon. Whatever that is. Look that term up. Hmm. Trying to think what... Uh, now, this would pair well with a nice cigar. Yeah? You want to have one? No. I don't have any nice ones, but I've got some. Mm-mm. If you like three dollars, grape swisher sweets. <laughs> if you like three dollar cigars, uh, backwoods make about as good as cigars as can be made. Really, I think I love backwoods. Hmm. Now I realize it's not the Cubans or Macanudos. Those right. are fine too. You do realize that those are fine too. Pretty hard to get one past you in it. But there is no cigar that could be lit that perks the attention of bystanders with such a good smell. As a backwoods cigar. They just smell so good. Usually you pull out a backwoods cigar in front of people and they're like, oh my God, is he going to do that right here in public? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they look like. And then some old lady yells, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Druggy. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm getting heavy on the peanut. It's, it is not as sweet as I thought it would be on the nose. Man, it's not sweet at all to me. I get just a little bit. Well, I mean, it's still bourbon, so yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I'm talking; it's not sweet like sweet we notes, like them. Yeah, sweet notes ain't popping all over. And just popping them. That's a good bourbon, though. It is good. It's different. Solid. It's a savory bourbon. Yes. If you're sitting down having dry toast, and you want a little bit of peanut, <laughs> have this with your dry toast. I'll have some dry white toast and a coke. 
Uh, you know what you're going to score it. Who the hell just sits around these dry white toast, Rib? Oh, I think some people do. Really? Yeah. You do? No. 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 No, if I'm going to have toast, it's going to have butter on it, probably jelly. Yeah. We'll give it full workout. Whenever you were in college and you were poor, did you ever take tortilla shells and spray butter on them and eat them? Or cheese? Are you making a quesadilla right now? Because I certainly made quesadillas. Well, just like, but just like roll it up, like put cheese in it and just like roll it up and eat it like that. Uh, right now a, you're making a roll up or a pinwheel or, I mean, you can put meat and condiment in there too. I understand. I'm asking if you ever just used either butter or just cheese. I have never in my life put butter on a tortilla and then rolled it up and ate it. Well, my sister always used spray butter. She'd get tortillas out and like nuke them for a few seconds and then put spray butter on them and then roll them up and eat them like that. I always used cheese. I was picturing like a cold tortilla with cold butter out of the tub and you just slathered on about a half inch thick and then you roll it up. (laughs) So it looks like a cinnamon roll only or a churro, a stuffed churro only the stuffing's only butter. That's gross. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I cannot shed one pound. <laughs> this is crazy. These are wheat flour tortillas. <laughs> Lots of old grain. You know what you're going to score this thing? Yeah, you just want my score so you can get real close to it. No. Would you like me to go first? No, I'm going to go flat in the middle here. I'm going two and a half. Oh, see? Well, I'm going way higher than that. Okay. I was going to give it a three. And you did. So there we are. Wow. Two and a half and a three. We're impressed. It's, I like it because it's real peanutty. Very peanutty. I like the peanutty bourbons. I like the sweeter ones. Uh, but I mean, this is, uh, I mean, it's a good bourbon. It's just. Uh, Do you want an ice cube? No. Why would I want an ice cube? I don't, I'm just asking questions. It's only 100 proof. I understand. Do you want an ice cube? Is this where I'm supposed to ask back? No. Is that awkward thing where. No, I didn't know if maybe you just want a little splash of water, an ice cube just to change it up. I'm sorry. Trying to be a good host. You're an that ship sailed so long ago. Me being a good host, yeah. Like host of the show or a good house host, yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> too bad it's not Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so well, Reb. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, so uh, that is Old Granddad <laughs> Bonded Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Reb gave it two and a half. I'm going to go flat three on it. Thanks so, again for the bottle, bud. That yep. was good stuff. Thank you, Jacob. We do appreciate that. We'll be sipping on that for the rest of the show. Unless you want a beer or something. No, I enjoy it. I'm going to drink my bourbon. Okay. Just making sure. So we are going to have to get out of here. Head on over to the Patreon side. If you guys haven't yet, get with it. Actually, several have here recently. Yeah, as they should. Had a nice little spike there. So remember for the for less than one value meal at your local fast food restaurant a month, you can enjoy around twelve hours of content. One one a month with foo fooey Starbucks coffee. Well, they're probably not seven to ten dollars, are they? Actually, they dig Darren. They definitely have some seven dollar coffee. For sure, have some seven dollar coffee. I got a daughter that at one of the hotels we stay at all the time for baseball has. Well, several of them actually have Starbucks in the uh, lobby. You know that racket? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
as soon as we check in, she's already asking if in the morning she can get a Starbucks. And she doesn't really do coffee, obviously. She's 10. But they make plenty of foo-foo drinks for kids. Do you think it's strawberry whipped up jobbers that are... You think yeah. she actually likes that or she just wants to go to Starbucks because that's what people do is go to Starbucks? She's doing it to be cool, but yeah, she likes it. I mean, hell, it smells like, I mean, it's, they make you like... Lemonade? Smoothies, like strawberries and whipped cream and caramel and sugar all whipped together. I mean, it looks absolutely delicious. You don't ever Until get one? Until they give you the bill. I can't afford to buy two of them. <laughs> Nuts. $9 smoothie? Seriously, I, yeah, if she gets like the medium, it's five or six bucks for just a medium deal that's hmm. a real racket or how about this if any of you are smoking cigarettes and want to quit this week or this month just don't buy a pack of smokes buy a subscription to us and then go get your pack of smokes okay rule number one never get between a person and their nicotine that was a terrible idea oh well, they would much rather sacrifice one value meal at a fast food restaurant a month to get 12 plus hours of content a month. I get it. I Yeah, I, I see that. as Versus you, one pack of smoke. You just threw in a big old hog leg as you're saying that. Lip bender. You didn't have to tell them any of that. What? People know you chew. Nobody cares. I know. They don't have to be like they're here watching. And now he's scratching his forehead. I thought that's kind of what we were doing. Isn't that what we're doing? What? Just, I don't know, explaining what we're doing. Right now, Logan's looking at his phone. What the hell? Now he's saying, what the hell? See how this isn't any good? Huh. No, I was reading text. I'm sorry. It's fine. So, anywho, if you guys haven't yet, go download the Patreon app. Search Licking Glass Duck Club. That will be us. Download it. Pick your tier. I'd recommend going with the middle one. That way you can get the episodes with Shibe if you're into the tinfoil hat stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys over there. Yeah, we got to get to customs, so we got to get out of here. Peace. There's a port on a western bay, and it serves a hundred ships a day, lonely sailors. Pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town, and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say they say brandy, you're a fine girl.
Brandy walks through a silent town And loves a man who's not around She still can't hear him say She hears him say, Brandy, you're a fine girl, fine girl. 